Hey, hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to dive into the written exam portion of your police hiring process. More specifically, we're focusing on the NTN, National Testing Network, frontline tests, otherwise known as their law enforcement test. Let's discuss. One of the things that you really should know is you can prepare for this test. And we have a sample test for the NTN in our free workshop that's down below in the description. Just go on there, click on the link for the free workshop, getting started as a law enforcement officer, getting started as a police officer, and go through it. It's going to show you everything that you need to do so you don't make those mistakes that other candidates are making, mistakes that you can't take back before you submit that application or before you submit that police questionnaire. It's a quick workshop. It's going to walk you through everything you need. And it also has a sample written test in it that has questions based on the NTN test. So jump on there. Also, the other gift is still down below. If you need something more one-on-one -on -one where you have something specific to your situation, Reach out, do a free coaching call. My gift to you, be happy to help you as much as I can and get you started on the right start or the right foot, excuse me, for your uh, career and for your law enforcement process. Now, let's jump in. The NTN test, National Testing Network, or Frontline Test, the NTN Law Enforcement Test, whatever you want to call it, whatever it's called by your department or your agency, there's a few things that you need to know when it comes to the NTN. It is a national test that was developed by a third-party system, and it's been adopted by some law enforcement departments and agencies. The big thing that I want to push out here is if you go on there, they say, hey, the NTN is in like 24, 25, or I can't remember the exact number, but it's in like 25 states. That doesn't mean that the law enforcement test is in 25 states. In fact, some of the research that I found shows that the law enforcement test is only in nine states. What's that mean for you? Well, does that mean that this video is useless for you? No, because at the same point in time, other states may adopt it. And even if they don't adopt it, there's still good questions in there on some aspects. I disagree with some other aspects of the NTN test, and, and we'll discuss those here in a minute. But it's a it's a misrepresentation in my from my point of view from my humble opinion right it's a misrepresentation when someone's searching hey my state has the ntn test i don't like the ntn test how many states have this and you're going to go onto their to their website and it's going to be a national testing network and you're going to see wow they're in 25 states or half the states in the us but they're not they're not when it comes to law enforcement. As I said, the research I found shows that they're in nine states as of right now. So are you likely to have to do the NTN test? Well, I will say that a lot of the candidates that I run into, it's about 50-50. And the reason for that is because larger agencies that employ more law enforcement, such as the NYPD, the LAPD, and a lot of other departments, a lot of departments out in California, that's one of the states that has adopted the NTN they use the NTN. One thing I also want to point out is the NTN, just because a state has authorized its use, 
does not mean that a department is forced to use it. It depends on that state's laws and the laws of their Department of Justice or whoever governs their police training and police recruiting criteria. In North Carolina, it's the North Carolina Department of Justice. It's a state organization that that controls all the training and all the what's certification for law enforcement officers, right? So if a if someone wants to become a certified police training agency, or should I say a certified police academy, there we go. That's what I'm looking for, a certified police academy. They need to get certified through the North Carolina Department of Justice. But it's different everywhere you go. It, it depends on who governs it. The one thing that I will say is not everyone that has adopted it, not every state that has adopted it, forces every department to adopt it. So if you look up, does does uh, not North Carolina, let, let's say Los Angeles, does Los Angeles Police Department use the NTN test? They might say yes. Does California adopt the NTN test and say yes, California adopted the NTN test back in 2000 and whatever. Not every, and I'm not saying this for California, I'm not sure about California specifically, whether it's a requirement or not, but I know other states that have adopted the NTN test do not make it mandatory for a department to utilize the NTN test. Maybe they can utilize another written exam, another civil service ex exam. The NTN test was just meant to streamline the written exam portion of the hiring process. Now, I disagree with that on some aspects because you lose something when you try to streamline a process like the written exam, such as, hey, does this person actually does this person actually write well or does this person does this person understand what was being said here and when you have a test being reviewed by individuals who aren't in law enforcement or have never been in law enforcement and i'm not saying that the ntn test has reviewers that aren't in law enforcement or have never been in law enforcement i'm just saying i don't know who's all employed there so when you have that and they're trying to review whether or not you understood a radio call or you understood a written report or you did a written report well, then you kind of coming into where I, where I always like to say human error. There's always human error no matter what you do. Machines can function as well as they're programmed and operated to, but at the end of the day, most of the issues that happen with machines are either human error in the programming, human error in the operations, or human error in the delivery. So I digress. Let's get back to the NTN test here. The NTN test is broken into a couple different segments. Those segments are human relations test, a multiple choice reading test, and a report writing test that approximately takes two hours and 15 minutes to complete. Now, the nice part about this is it's online, so you can do this test online. The down part, downside part about this is most of the time, they don't want you cheating, so they're not going to let you do it at their house. So you have to go to an actual registered testing site, which means it's really not doing you any any good. It's just really helping the department you're applying to because they're just really outsourcing the written tests. They're not having anyone monitor. You're not being able to make connections with the with the actual hiring officials and law enforcement officers. You're not able to engage with the law enforcement officers to see, hey, how do you guys like working here? Because remember. You're giving yourself over to a department too. Like they're hiring you, of course, but you're giving them a commitment. They're committing to you. You're committing to them. And you don't want to make that commitment to each other unless you're both serious and both parties really want to, 
you know, to work together. I, I can tell you it's the worst thing ever to send someone, hire someone, send them through the police academy, get them started, get them through their, maybe they just finished their FTO and then they hate it. They hate it. And they say either one, I'm going to a different department. I already have another job offer because remember, they were probably applying to multiple positions when when they went through. Maybe you're applying to multiple positions. So that's the worst thing that you can do is get someone on board, get them through the entire process, and then say, hey, they're leaving. And now you got to do everything all over again. And one way to alleviate that is to make those connections early and say, hey, is this something you're serious about? Are you looking at other departments? And you can't ask those questions if you're not able to connect with that individual and hiring a third party really hinders that. I'm not against the NTN test per se. I'm not against the process of the NTN test, but I am. I, I do recognize there's flaws in it. There's no perfect solution to anything, of course, but the NTN test has some flaws. And when you when you dilute a hiring process, such as you outsource it to third parties, it, it tends to dilute the process to to hinder whether or not a candidate is a good fit for, for the agency or not. So let's talk about the human relations test. Here's what I disagree with. with the, I like the idea of a scenario-based test. The problem is it a scenario-based test for someone who's never had any law enforcement training and someone who's applying to it is horrendous. You, it's just... It's such a bad idea for the sheer fact of if I ask you, hey, I put you in this position, you, your partner in this position, and you see this set of circumstances happen, how do you react? Well, you need to put yourselves in the shoes of a law enforcement officer. And the only way you can do that is with the interactions of a law enforcement officer that you've had in the past. And unless you know someone personally that's a law enforcement officer, which whether that's good or bad to help you here, you really don't have any experience. So if I say this is the circumstances, you're a law enforcement officer, how do you handle this? Whether it is a simple task or not, you're not trained in the law. You're not trained in officer authority. You're not trained in officer accountability, whether or not this the state has a failure to act clause, which means if you're a law enforcement officer and you fail to act in a situation, you can be held liable. All that stuff really applies. And I think the NTN test, the human relations portion takes that out because it's scenario based whether or not you're going to be able to handle how to engage with individuals. I like the idea of it, but I think it would be better saw as you're a civilian and you're put in a situation where where you have to de-escalate a situation with another civilian, really, because that's what you're that's what you're familiar with, you know, and, and the choices you make there, I think that could be better categorized because now you're trying to think from a law enforcement perspective, which is a perspective you have no idea of unless you've been a law enforcement officer. There's just no way that you can have the, the correct perspective. There, it's, it's impossible. You can guess and you can assume, right? That's the best word. You can assume and say, hey, this is the best answer that I find for this because this one makes common sense. And that's usually the right way to go with the NTN test. It, common sense. But some things really, really matter. If I say, hey, here's your choice. Do you, you know, you show up for a noise complaint from the neighbor 
and the neighbor says, hey, I want you to cite them for a noise violation. And you show up and the individual say, hey, I'm, it's my retirement party. I'm, I'm retired. It's an elderly couple. And they have a few people. Over. The music's not really all that loud. It can be heard, but it's not, you know, it's not a raving party. The party's on the inside. And you show up and I say, hey, what are you going to do? And I give you four options. And those options are cite the individual for the noise ordinance and leave cite the individual for the noise ordinance and tell the individual that you cited them tell the uh, complaining party i mean cite the or don't cite the individual and just tell them to keep the noise down or don't cite the individual and tell the reporting party it's none of their business about how you about what type of violation notice you have given or haven't given to the to the other party to the party that's creating the noise violation. And I tell you, pick the best answer and pick the most correct legal answer. Those answers should always be the same, right? Because, but do you understand police officer discretion, right? Do you understand that, you know, you have the discretion whether or not to cite an individual? Do you have, do you have the understanding of intent? Is it even, is it even legal? Do you know the difference between specific intent or general intent and which one applies here? These are the type of things that really matter. So when they say, hey, you're a law enforcement officer, put yourself in these shoes and go out there and handle these scenarios, and I'm going to play it for you. And then after I play it for you, I'm going to give you a minute to answer these questions because that's how the NTN test works. I'm going to give you a minute to read the question based on the scenario that you just watched and then answer it. How's that going to play out for you? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you're intelligent enough to work through to a common sense answer. But at the end of the day, you're really just guessing. You're just getting like, hey, I think this is the best answer. There's no way for you to be 100% sure, or there's no way for you to say, hey, this is how I would handle this situation, opposed to if I put you in a grocery store with another individual and you grab the last pineapple and that individual says, hey, I want that pineapple. And you say, hey, sorry, sir, I, I need it for a party I'm having tonight. And then you continue, that individual continues to get irate. And then I stop that scenario and say, hey, here are your options. What is your choice? And there's no correct answer in, in this situation, but it would be what's your best choice? So I could ask you two questions. What's the best choice to get the individual to, to calm down and to de-escalate the situation? And I say, one answer is give them the pineapple and you go to another store, right? That's probably the best answer to get someone to say, just to get them to back off, especially if they're irate and borderline aggressive, right? Here, you can have the pineapple. It's not worth getting to a fight over, right? Or I give you another answer. You can just walk away, right? But I mean, that's vague. Is the individual going to follow you? How irate? Are they going to yell at you? Once again, vague, but you you have that option, I give you another answer to say you uh, you explain to the individual that you don't want to argue with them and you just want to to be on your way, but you still need to get things out of the produce section. Is that your best answer is to stay in the vicinity of an irate individual? These are common sense answers that you can work through and I can determine whether or not you're going to give me that same same understanding as if the other question, the only difference is, is you probably have practical experience of de dealing with an agitated or irate individual. So 
that's where I'm going through. I'm, I'm going out on a tangent here with, with this human relations test. But really, the thing comes down to is you don't need to say, hey, you're a police officer. How would you handle this situation? Because if you have no training, then the question I'm asking you is is mute. It, it hasn't, it's irrelevant because you have no training. You're just guessing based on what you think a good officer should do. And sometimes the law contradicts what you might think. You know, if, if you have a failure to act clause on there and you just say, Hey, I'm, yep, the individual complained, but I can't really hear the the music all that loud, or I don't think it's loud enough to warn it. I'm just not even going to make contact. Does, does that violate a failure to act policy or law? So anyway, that's one part of it. Okay. The other part, the report writing test. Now, once again, I have an issue with this because you have no training in report writing. You have zero training in it. So I disagree with saying like, hey, you have to do a report writing test. However, it's actually not a report writing test. So it's not as bad as the human relations test. What it is, is you're going to have a test and they're going to give you a scenario that happened and they're going to show you a sample report of that situation. And then you are going to have to read through that report and answer questions based on the information in that report. It's pretty, it's really just a reading comprehension test is really all it is. Um, I don't know why they coined it a report writing test other than maybe to sell it more, but it's really just a reading comprehension test. And it's just saying, hey, okay, Officer Magaha showed up on scene at 0912. At 0912 is uh, 912 in the morning and AM. And then made contact with suspect Smith, suspect Smith advised officer Magaha or advised me or myself or however, whether they want it written in third, third person or first person, it, it all depends on your department. Officer Smith advised, advised me that he was looking for Mr. Doe in order to cause violence to his vehicle, right? Or damage to his vehicle. Okay. What time did officer Magaha make contact with Mr. Smith, right? That's what they're going to ask you. Except you're going to have a scenario of it, and then you're just going to really pick it out of the report, the sample report that they provide you. So it's really just reading comprehension. That's the easiest way to explain it. Uh, they deem it a report writing test, and technically you are reading a report of a scenario. So I get it, but it's really just reading comprehension. So how well do you read and understand the report as it's written and it's not written so much in police jargon or so much in because police writing is a little bit different well i should say a lot different than say academic writing right you're not you're not really you're doing the who what when where why and how right you're going for specifics you're not going for fluff you're not trying to fill up 30 pages with with you know, you're not trying to get to a thousand word count. You you definitely don't want to write a small report when you write a report on something, but you're not really going for a, a word count. You're just trying to get out the specifics as clear and concise, as clear and concise as possible. So that's kind of how you're going to be reading it. You're going to be reading it specific, but you're looking for key information. Um, you know, what time did Officer Magaha depart the scene? And then you go down to the bottom. Officer Magaha cleared the scene, which means I departed at you know, 
10, 15 hours, which is just 10, 15 in the morning. So keep that in mind. Comprehension test is reading comprehension test is really all the report writing test is. Now the multiple choice reading test, that is a pretty standard test based on what you'll see in most, most law enforcement written exams or civil service exams. It's, it's really what level of, of reading and what level of, of vocabulary do you have? That's really what I, I want to say is what level of vocabulary do you have? So they're going to say, Hey, so-and-so is compared to so-and-so as so-and-so is compared to blank. And then you're going to have a list of words and you're going to have to choose those words that fit that best fit that, or they're going to have a paragraph. And in that paragraph, it's going to say, you know, John Doe was able to complete XYZ. XYZ means that John Doe completed what? And it's going to give you a list of different type of answers down there. And you really just have to match the similarities at this point. So this word best fits this sentence or this word best fits this paragraph or this phrase best completes this paragraph. And that's really what you're getting into. So yes, it's it's a reading slash writing slash vocabulary section, I guess is, is what I'm, I'm going to get at because you need to be able to read and understand. You need to be able to properly put in, say, the proper punctuation or proper vocabulary term that fits into that scenario or even phrase. So these are the type of things that you're going to have to deal with when it comes to the NTN test. It's it's not my favorite. I It's a misconception how they present that they're in 25 states. As I said, the research I have done only shows them having the law enforcement section in nine states. So the other sections may have other first responder tests. They have firefighter tests. I believe they have EMS tests. Those are the other tests that probably apply to other states in various departments. And all they have to do is be in one department to claim that they're in that state. So keep that in mind. It's it can be a it can be a misrepresentation, but they are in a lot of departments that have large officer presence. So I'm talking the bigger departments in New York, in California, Chicago. I believe they're in Chicago. Oh, they are in Chicago. So keep that in mind. Okay. If you are looking to do a practice written test, remember there is one and the written test is based on a standard written test with the criteria of NTN built into it. And that is down below on the link for our getting hired as a police officer workshop. You need to take that workshop. You have to take that workshop. Don't start your process before taking that workshop because if you make a mistake, it's hard to backpedal and get out of it. Other than that, if you need something more specific tailored to you, if you're already in the process, or if you want to get started in the process and you're just like, hey, I have this issue or I have, I have this specific question that pertains to me, I have my free coaching call down below for you. Both these are my gifts to you. I hope you enjoy. As always, stay safe, and I will see you next time.